When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. edition of the PHNX D-Bags podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, and I am not the person you're looking for. Uh, <laughs> oh this gosh. might be the person you're looking for <laughs> next to me. Uh, if you came with your pitchforks and your torches, uh, <laughs> he is for now the, the mayor of this thing because I'm not taking any responsibility for anything. Uh, it's the one and only mayor of PHNX, uh, Jesse Friedman. Oh, you're calling me the mayor? Yeah, now. I'm giving I'm giving you all the so, you get so all the responsibility. You've been the tonight. mayor every day up until now, uh, but now that now no, that we're taking some flack for this. something, that don't I become any the mayor. part of this. All right. I tried to tell you guys, I tried to tell the entire press box. And none of them would listen. But of course, welcome into the PHNX D-backs podcast. We are so thrilled to have you here. It's sad boy hours, of course, because the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, lose to the Milwaukee Brewers by a score of seven to one, unless the Brewers scored more home runs that I don't know about late in that game. Uh, but seven to one is the final score. Uh, of course, we were very uh, excited. We were riding on a high. The Diamondbacks came into this game with a four game winning streak, which now ends, but uh, the Diamondbacks can still win the series in the finale tomorrow, which we do have some good news, not for Milwaukee, but some good news for the Diamondbacks as far as uh, that matchup in game three to discuss. But Merrill Kelly was very good tonight, and I don't want to take anything away from him. Yeah. Uh, also, the Arizona Diamondbacks apparently are the smallest team in Major League Baseball, and tonight they did fa faced off against the largest team in Major the, League Baseball, the heaviest team, heaviest, to be, heaviest, to be specific, heaviest right? team in baseball. Yeah, <laughs> I like, I like that. That that just puts a little bit more slander uh, on their name or or whatever. But uh, Merrill Kelly did have a no hitter going into the seventh inning tonight uh, when things did fall apart for him. But what, but what was that word you um, just used, Derek? What was that word? Merrill Kelly had a no hitter. Yeah, going into the seventh inning when everything fell apart. Yeah, and, and so that that tweet that that tweet that everyone seems to be up in arms about. You know what word it did not have in it? It made no mention of Merrill Kelly throwing a no hitter. Wait, am I allowed to defend myself just Again, for like a couple Jesse minutes before is, we talk about anything? Jesse else? is clearly uh, defensive about it. So again. No doubts here about who <laughs> sent out that tweet, but please, uh, the, the floor is yours uh, before the jury. Here. I mean, you were never going to take the blame for that one. You didn't I, send out the tweet, I, okay. so there's let, no, no let, sense in me trying right, to pawn it off me, on you. Let me set the scene here. <laughs> we are in the press box. It is, I believe, the fifth inning, uh, and all of these guys, uh, Jake Anderson from Arizona Sports oh, we'll talk about Jake Michael Anderson. McDermott. Jesse Friedman, they all start bipping about the no hitter stuff, right? And I tell them all, shut up. I say, I say, if you want, if you don't want people to come for you tonight, do not tweet any of that stuff off. And then I left. And of course, what happens uh, at that point is is history. But what you say. don't understand, Derek, is this tweet 
did not have the word no hitter in it, it did for not. a very specific reason. In Jesse's defense, right? it did not. Yes. Every like I I get it, right? You know, Steve Berthium on the broadcast, he 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 said the word no hitter a number oh, of times. We're which gonna we'll, talk we'll, about we'll talk that. about that yeah. a little bit more yeah, later on. You, Steve. Our our tweet did not did not say that word at all. Our tweet simply said it's been six innings and Merrill Kelly has a pretty good thing going with the little eye emoji, right? It's safe. It's fine. Everything's okay. And then suddenly we're getting people uh, coming for our heads on Twitter because Merrill Kelly's uh, no hitter, of course, ended shortly thereafter. And uh, somehow I mean, we're the ones been, to blame for it, it even though shortly I strategically did not even use the you word no hitter. Apparently it. that's still going too far, which I find to be utterly ludicrous. But at, I digress. At no point should it ever make sense to you that the words coming out of our mouth or written on a little uh, social media app for birds uh, is <laughs> is ever going to actually change what happens in a baseball game. Well, I you're want, defending me I now. want you okay. to listen to me. I, don't, I hate defending Jesse. You know I hate defending Jesse. Listen to me. If I could jinx this goddamn baseball team... I wouldn't even be here. I would have taken their opposition every single game. I would have bet the the, the money line, and I would be living in Costa Rica right now uh, <laughs> as a billionaire because if I was that certain I could jinx a team, oh, man, I would be one of the best gamblers there is. We can't tell the future that nobody can, uh, whether they say they can or not, and I hate. You know I hate defending him. <laughs> I also very much make sure that nobody nobody beats him up so True. Uh, that's also part of my job but uh yes no nothing said in the press box uh, or on twitter actually caused merrill kelly to uh have what i mean honestly it's still a great outing and i don't want to take away from it because it really sucks for merrill that considering you gave up one hit in a baseball yeah. game uh you get you get tagged with three earned because of the two walks that he had after that but he just had such a good game going and if we want to accentuate the positives here, that's what we were looking for out of starting pitching. We talked about how good the bullpen has been. It was not very good tonight, but we have talked about how poor starting pitching has been and how these guys aren't getting very far, very deep into games. And we saw in the first two games of this series, both Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly get very deep. And that's yeah. something, again, that's very encouraging because if the Diamondbacks are going to go on to do something special this season it, it needs to have both of those guys involved so i am not i am not going to besmirch the good name of merrill kelly tonight because he had a fine outing and i'm very encouraged he just came up against a really good starting pitcher in corbin burns to be honest corbin yeah. burns was incredible tonight corbin burns was was just outstanding i i mean i've seen corbin burns pitch a few times i don't know if i've ever seen him quite this good yeah, he was really um, good especially on the heels of a bad outing for his first yeah, outing of the year, yeah. his first I mean, two outings of the year. Corbin Burns came in with an ERA over nine, and in some ways you're like, oh, you know, he's been banged up a little bit. Slow start to the season, right? That means the D-backs might be able to get something going here. On the other side, and honestly the way I normally think of that sort of situation is, shoot, man, like if a guy comes in with an ERA over nine and he's that good, there's no way you're actually going to get to him, right? Because Corbin Burns is going to have an ERA that high for very long, yeah, right? Yeah, he's just yeah. way too good of a pitcher. You know that if he has, uh, you know, a bad outing or two to start the season, he's going to bounce back. And he did that in a huge way tonight. Honestly, 
maybe could have gone the distance, 89 pitches in, in eight innings. I yeah. guess the Brewers had such a big of a lead at, at, at that point that maybe they just felt it wasn't worth it to push Corbin Burns to try to get through nine innings. I mean, but he was good enough that he probably could have. I know it impacts ERA, but at the end of the day, a complete game shutout really is kind of a meaningless stat. I mean, I mean, I th- I think it's meaningful. It's not a no hitter, but I guess, it's still I guess meaningful, what you're saying right? is, is if you're building a case for like a Cy Young or something like that, all of those kind of incredible outings are important. Yeah. So yeah, you you do want to chalk it up in that way. But I did pick Corbin Burns to win the NL Cy Young Award. If you read our our story from a couple weeks ago with all the preseason predictions, More Corbin Burns was yeah. Apparently, yeah. Just blame me for everything at this point. <laughs> um, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just like I'm not going to let you guys blame him uh, for 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 the home run. The other thing with Merrill Kelly is he had 85 pitches after six innings. Yeah, Derek. he was not going to go. If we're the being honest, he wasn't there was go after six innings, the no hitter still going. There was a zero percent chance that Merrill Kelly was going to pitch a no hitter. I mean, zero point zero zero percent chance even. And le- yeah, I mean, unless he had three straight like four or five pitch innings, that's right. the only way. Merrill Kelly is not as stretched Which, out as even some of the other D back starters because of. Uh, what he went through with the WBC and having a short outing in the championship game and all that stuff. So he was probably dealing with a 95 to 100 uh, pitch count limit in this game. Maybe Torrey Lavella would have been willing to extend that a little bit if he right, was in the right. mix for a no hitter. Maybe 105. Yeah, maybe, maybe 105. But you're not going to throw three innings on 20 pitches with a team that is trying to intentionally knock you out of the game. That was never going to happen. And I think back to what Zach Gallon told us at one point about how meaningful a no-hitter really is. Uh, and it again, to each their own, just like what we were saying about a complete game shutout, right? It's not to say, not to say it's meaningless, but the should you really should should you really like potentially mess up your next start so that you can achieve sure. a complete game shutout, right? And Merrill Kelly, uh, or ex- excuse me, Zach Gallon's thought on a on a no-hitter was almost the same thing. Like a no-hitter really isn't important enough that you should go. 120 pitches and put your next uh, start potentially in jeopardy over trying to get a no hitter because at least in his opinion, it wasn't really worth it. That's yeah. Right. But he said he would go until his arm fell off for a perfect game, Exactly, which is just like, I mean, to us, both of those things are really incredible achievements. And I think any pitcher would be thrilled to get it, but it just goes to show how within Within pitchers, there's a big difference between uh, between a no-hitter and a perfect game. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, at this point, it feels like you have about, you know, two no-hitters or so every year, um, whereas perfect games are still extraordinarily rare, right? I mean, there's been not that many in Major League history. Uh, you can count them on five hands, mm-hmm. something like that. Something That's like a that. really yeah. odd way to put it, but <laughs> that was the first thing that came to mind for me. But yeah, a perfect game is exceptionally more rare than a no-hitter. Yeah. I mean, we've seen some... Uh, we've seen a couple no hitters in in uh, in D backs history uh, that that were not so pretty, right? We saw the Edwin Jackson eight walk no hitter mm, uh, back. I remember in that one. Two thousand two. No, it wasn't that long ago. No. Somehow I've I've like always known what year. I think it was two thousand ten. I want to say it was June twenty fifth, two thousand ten. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. And then of course we had the Tyler Gilbert no hitter uh, from a few years ago, which he had like three walks. But he gave up a whole lot of hard contact, yeah. as as we've uh, talked about in the past. So. We may have had a video. We may have, yeah, we down may have, and we may have made a video about that at some cool. point. But anyway, <laughs> uh, the Diamondbacks really just didn't make Corbin uh, Burns work, though, tonight. I mean, that's one of the big things. Yeah. Uh, he 
when you talk about Merrill Kelly potentially going the distance and that no-hitter and how unlikely it was, he was already 98 pitches when he was pulled in the seventh inning. He wasn't going to go further. So the and, and, and then the bullpen just wasn't very good tonight. Miguel Castro was not very good. Couldn't get himself out of the jam that yeah. Kelly kind of started. Uh, and he gave up a whole bunch of runs. Uh, and also, you know, then, then a couple more dingers. So even even if Merrill Kelly hadn't given up uh, that that home run uh, and and the two walks, chances are he would have been pulled probably after the seventh. And there's a good chance that we would be throwing up that bullpen meme, you know, for yeah, for yeah. the way that they blew it because the Miguel Castro was going to give up a a hit eventually, right? I, I think he came into this game kind of literally to. allowed zero hits on the season, which is not not particularly sustainable. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, Miguel Castro has been really really right. good up to this point. So. Uh, you kind of felt like some of these D-backs relievers were maybe due for, for you know, a not great outing. Uh, so, yeah, Miguel Castro had had his first clunker in a D-backs uniform tonight. Jacobs Franklin asks, are we worried about Alec? Not particularly, but, you know, again, it, there's there's been more good, or, or I, I should say there's been more <laughs> bad than good with Alec so far this year. Uh, however, it, you know, I, I feel like we've seen at times uh, him be very, very good. And, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, what are your, what are your thoughts? Cause I, I don't blame Alec tonight considering that most guys on this team didn't have a hit. Yeah. So it yeah. Like everybody well, yeah. was pretty This lost. one was all on Alec Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> even though, even though most guys were 0 for three or 0 for four, but yeah, I mean, he, there, there is some concern, I guess you could say. Yeah. I mean, we, we showed his, uh, his baseball savant page, uh, on the show. No on concern Sunday, there. I think. And, and there's still a lot of red there. Right. Um, but I mean, it like watching Alec Thomas every day, you are still seeing a lot of the same things that we saw last year, right? It still feels like every other batted ball from him is a ground ball to the second baseman and yeah. he's quick, but not quick enough to beat a routine ground ball to the second baseman. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I would say that I'm not overly concerned about Alec Thomas, but I also wouldn't say that I'm sold that something has really changed. Yeah. He, he wasn't that great of a hitter last year, right? He, he really burst onto the scene and was it was good in, in the first couple months. And then things really faded for him down the stretch. I'm not sure we've necessarily seen Alec Thomas make the adjustments that you were hoping to see him make over the offseason. He's yeah. not striking out. He has, no. I think, one strikeout literally the entire season. But uh, but as far as like actually getting the ball in the air more, his ground ball rate has dropped a little bit, but you're you're still seeing a lot of the same things on a day-to-day basis. So I think he's unlucky to be hitting 179, but I, I wouldn't say that he should be hitting 300 or 350 like maybe some of the baseball savant stuff would tell you. Or like what we saw with like Christian Walker, for instance, last season. Yeah, where this isn't really that either. Yeah. Uh, besides just bad luck. But When you're so dependent on ground balls getting through, these kind of things are just going to happen. You know, he just has kind of hit a lot of them right at guys. And it's, it's going to be tough, even if you're fast to, to beat any of those things out. However, if you are not convinced up to this point that this is not Jesse's fault uh, for the loss tonight, we have one more tweet to show you. And it comes from the <laughs> aforementioned Jake Anderson. Uh, Jake wrote uh, D-backs. Ha- he used he used hashtag D-backs on top of the audacity. Hashtag uh, D-backs. So make sure you could find it in case you were just looking up the hashtag. <laughs> he wanted you to find his jinx. And he said, Merrill Kelly has a no hitter through five. In parentheses, I do not believe in jinxes well guess what jake (laughs) people do (laughs) uh also uh in in, and i guess you could say something that's not really a jinx uh the brewers have announced that brandon woodruff will be placed on the injured list 
so the D-backs do dodge a bullet in game three as far as that matchup goes. Yeah. Uh, now what we have, uh, according to uh, The Athletic, is a matchup between Junk and Jameson. That's incredible. That's that's amazing. I mean, Jansen Junk. Are you kidding? Jansen that's an actual Junk? baseball player's name. That's not a that's not a made up name from a Ken Griffey Jr. video game. That's not a that's that's not a that's not a created player on MLB The Show. That's an actual human being. I love it. He looks like someone you'd create in the show too. He does. That mustache stash, is top yeah. notch. That that's the top notch. Maybe mustache. their parents were big MLB The Show players, and Maybe. they and they did. Uh, what is it called when you create your own player? Road to the show. Road to the they, show. They did a yeah. road to the show yeah. with with a player named Jansen Jung that yeah. they just thought was and hilarious. Like, this is it. We got to make and name then, our kid that. Yep. And and they changed their last name to Junk in order to make it happen. And there, I'm there with you it. go. I'm with <laughs> it. Uh, Dre Jamison, by the way, we spoke to him today. Uh, he has no idea what pitch count he will be on yet, Yeah, uh, which is really interesting. Um, he said that he's kind of been all over the place. So uh, he's pitched as high as uh, 66. Yep. So, um, but uh, that wasn't the most recent outing. So, you know, he's 26 he's, in the most recent yeah, outing. Yeah. Which but he's is on four lowest. days rest. But he's on four so days you're like, rest. all right, well, that's kind of a long time to right. sit out after throwing 26 pitches. So my guess is like 60 ish, something, something like that. I think mm -hmm. he could maybe get you through four innings, maybe five if he's like super, super efficient. But yeah, Tori Lovello and Dre Jameson himself have not really given us any concrete information on yeah. what that pitch count will be. But the Diamondbacks can still win this series in the finale tomorrow. We will be here with a post game afterwards. So make sure to tune in here and, and keep it locked to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. But uh, before we move on, we're still not done with this whole uh, Merrill Kelly <laughs> no-hitter situation. <laughs> Jesse, it's time to throw some shade. Let's do it. Let's, let's, let's throw go. some shade. Big shout out to our friends Shady Rays. We have a sponsor for our uh, throwing shade shades. Uh, and we are throwing shade at you, Steve Berthew. That's right, because we took a lot of flack tonight for you, pal. Our Twitter <laughs> account was on fire. People just telling us to go F ourselves because of our tweet. And we all know, we all know, you said it before we did. You said it before anybody did. You love saying it. I don't even understand it. You just have no consideration for any kind of jinx rules at all. Uh, and I kind of respect it, but I'm still throwing shade at you. <laughs> I love how we've we've like we've said we we do believe in jinxes, then we don't, and now we do we again. Absolutely, for this second, we do believe in them, Jesse. Jinxes are very real for the next fifteen seconds. We and they're all Steve Rathum's fault. We we do love Steve Rathum around here, but let's say it. Speak for yourself. It, it, well, we all love Steve. We do around here, but yeah, but, but it has it ha he has made that kind of a thing, right? Oh, he loves that when it. that when there's like it's one thing when you're a broadcaster, you have a no hitter going. Maybe you say it once, you know, like you feel like if if there are new people coming onto the broadcast, you want them to be aware of what's happening. Maybe you slip it in every now and then. Not Steve. Steve Rathum doesn't really do no. that. Steve no. just kind of lets him fly no and makes either. everyone incredibly angry while he's doing it. Yeah. And I, I mean, he has guts for doing that, honestly. It's not like he's not aware he of the kind of flack he's going he to take. He has more guts but... than you for hiding behind a nameless <laughs> Twitter account. But still, Steve, this is on you. This is on Merrill. It's not on Willie. It's not on anybody on the Brewers that hit those dingers. It's all on you. So, yeah, that's what we got. 
So we're done throwing shade now. But all right, now uh, we like zebra. These again. wonderful sunglasses are brought to you by our friends at Shady Rays. Uh, and if you haven't had a chance to do so, check out Shady Rays uh, because they take on the sun with gear built to last. And we all know we're talking about the condition of the field today. Nothing in Arizona stands up to the sun. Yeah, it's a battle. You're gonna lose. The sun remains undefeated. However. Uh, our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Most importantly, uh, you know how things are when you buy things on the internet. Now, I will say, I will give my testimony here. I love these sunglasses. Uh, not only do I love uh, the uh, red and blue like tortoise thing that they got going on. It's beautiful. Uh, but these are some of the most comfortable sunglasses I've ever put on my face my whole entire life. And I'm not even that's the, that's not any part of my ad read. That's just me speaking from the heart. But uh, when you buy things online, you know how it is. You don't know if they're going to be too tight, too small, too big, look bad on you, whatever. So uh, Shady Rays is providing much needed support uh, across to all their customers. If you don't love your Shady Rays, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And again, in today's world where you cannot necessarily try everything on that you buy on the internet, uh, that is such uh, that is such a welcome thing. Also, Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. Uh, and and. We always lose our like. That's why. That's why we don't want to spend money on good sunglasses, right? That's why we buy our sunglasses uh, from 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 the gas station. Why we get them in Circle K? It's no offense to the Circle K sunglasses, but it's like we're not spending all that money on on premium sunglasses because I'm gonna leave them somewhere and I'm gonna lose them forever. And Jesse's smiling because he knows I really do that with everything, uh, and he no, does it too. I, I absolutely he, that do laptop. That he's lost yeah. that laptop before. So <laughs> uh, remember, if you lose or break your pair of Shady Rays, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. They have your back long after your purchase. So, and exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out the best deal of the season. Go to sh- shadyrays.com and use code PHNX for fifty percent off. Two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try them for yourself. Uh, these shades are rated five stars by over two hundred and fifty thousand people. Fifty wow. percent off. That's pretty good. Off two plus pairs yeah. too, right? So that's that's make sure you great. grab yourself some pairs. Grab some for yourself for your loved ones. My wife is very mad that I didn't get her a pair of these, and I am kind of uh, unapologetic about them because I love them so much. I'm not sharing mine with her. She has to go. She can go use this coupon and buy them herself. But uh, we thank you guys. For being here, welcome in to the PHN Exports YouTube channel. Uh, if you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss whenever we go live. Leave us uh, a, a thumbs up because we love that. And we know uh, it's a loss. We know a lot of people don't want to come here and celebrate. But we're trying to uh, offer the same pack therapy that the Coyotes offer so you know if you want to be here after a loss they and just be sad full with on us. branded their show yeah, around I know, losses. i know i know i get it but uh we, we don't want to go down that route yet no but don't forget tank season was a very real thing for us but if you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app thank you for doing so uh please uh subscribe to us if you haven't done so already and leave us a review uh, more importantly sign up today for a diehards membership because it is the best value in all of sports not only do you get access to jesse's newsletter full count and all the newsletters all the content from gophnx.com you also get access uh, to our members only discord lounge you get access to members only merchandise Uh, you get discounts from our partners that are exclusive including a 50 dollars gift card upon signing up for mountain mics that pretty much pays for the whole 
membership in itself. But if that didn't pay for it in itself, you also get a free piece of merch from the phnxlocker.com and 20% off all future purchases. So sign up today and become a diehard. Join our family. Uh, and, 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 and we got a big thing going on. I know you guys have heard about it, but we got our D backs takeover season pass this year. Uh, we are offering you guys a wonderful variety of six games for you to join us. Uh, not only do you get six PHNX D backs takeover tickets, you also get this wonderful, uh, shirt from the, from the PHNX, uh, locker. It's our always sunny in the Valley shirt. The vibes are literally, immaculate. literally true. I it, mean, it, it really is, is. It is pretty much always sunny in the oh, valley. So. It's so hot today. Like I want to apologize now for every tweet I sent about the cold weather, Jesse. About every every tweet I sent about going out uh, too early or not starting the day because it was too cold. I I wish those days were back here. But still had the roof open though. They did, and, and they and, still have it open tomorrow. I believe a, too. And, and it was a beautiful. Like the weather was really nice yeah, inside, with even though it was very hot outside. So. Uh, and we are doing snake facts now in the, um, in the, in the chat. And well, I appreciate that. It was, you said pack therapy. So they're trying to come up with oh, what, what, what is yeah. a group of snakes? It's nest therapy. Are we a nest? <laughs> we're, a, we're a bed, a bed of snakes, a <laughs> den of snakes. I like, I don't know. Viper pit, Viper pit. I don't know something. We'll have to figure that out. Uh, Ryan <laughs> asks, how was the, I am guessing Sonoran dog. Ding, ding, ding. You hit that, uh, 100% correctly. It was delicious. And I will say this. I will go on record as saying I'm not a fan of mustard. It's not to say I won't eat it. I'm not opposed to it. I'm just not a huge mustard fan. That thing had a ton of mustard on it, and it was great. It was delicious. I still don't know how you eat something like that in a seat while watching a baseball game. I had a it's table in front of me. It's entirely too messy Jesse, for watch me. To, I got yeah. it all over my computer. I got it all <laughs> over everywhere. It was everywhere. Like there, And I had a plate. I had a knife to cut it in half. Uh, it, it's a mess. So good luck eating that while you're sitting in a seat. But, uh, of course I hope that you do that while sitting with us at these takeover games, because we're going to have an absolute blast and we are very much looking forward to hanging out with all you guys, uh, at some baseball games, uh, get this guy out of the press box. It's very hard to remove him from the press box. He likes it up there a lot. Uh, I it's got called to, having work to do. Yeah. Derek. Well, you know, I go, uh, I had tweets to send. All right. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> you remember those. Um, Game one, much better of a game than game two, obviously. Uh, Zach Gallon is, in fact, back Gallon uh, because he is back. Uh, his curveball was as good as we've seen him throw it. And again, when you talk about the success of this team, much of the success is contingent on Zach Gallon being as good as we've seen him in the past, being the ace for this team. And man, against a very good Brewers team that came in very hot, uh, Zach Gallon sat him down. And, and I think he took advantage of of their aggressiveness with that curveball because man, he was dealing with that thing. Yeah. 10 whiffs on the curveball, 17 whiffs overall in the game, which is a very, very high number. Um, it was really impressive. And, and honestly, like these two games, right. You had, you had a, a nice high yesterday with the wind behind Zach gallon, yep. kind of a low today with, with Merrill Kelly's, what was a really dominant outing from Merrill Kelly kind of souring there toward the end. My biggest takeaway from the last two games is that Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly are totally fine. Yeah. They're going to be totally fine. I agree right? with the, that. The I first two that. starts that both of those guys made, not good. Merrill Kelly came in with a 3.86 ERA uh, into the game today, but he was not pitching at that level. He had as many walks as strikeouts coming in to this game, and he still had four walks when when this game was was all said and done as well. But uh, but you saw Merrill just really 
uh, deep in his bag in this one. The curveball was really good. Uh, he threw a, a number of really good changeups as well. And Zach Gallen yesterday was, uh, I, I want to say like vintage Zach Gallen, but yeah. I mean, he's not that old. And uh, <laughs> I mean, it feels weird to use that that word with him. But, totally. uh, but yeah, he was really good. The curveball was outstanding. He threw a lot of good changeups in that game as well, which is a pitch that's kind of come and gone for him over the last couple of years. Those two guys are going to be just fine. And and that that's huge. That's huge. In the first 10 games, you had that six and four start. You felt really good. But in the back of your head, there was this question, like, in order for the D-backs to actually be a good team, they need Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly to be the kind of pitchers they were last year. And these last two games, I think we're there. I think those guys are going to be just fine this season. Yeah. Uh, I think somebody in the chat asked, uh, Tyler said, take over game when. I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't get to you guys get you guys this information they might need to know when, uh, when april the 25th is going to be the first game it's uh tuesday april 25th against kansas city royals at 6 40 we also have a game against the giants on may 11th june 3rd against the braves july uh 25th against the st louis cardinals august 12th against the padres and the final game on september 5th against the colorado rockies uh, so if you go to uh, our Twitter account, you can click on the link for that. It'll take you to an event, Eventbrite page that has all the information uh, for the event, and you can purchase your tickets there as well. So make some pretty sure darn join good us. seats in there too. It, there are some good seats, some good games. We kind of like shift around, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. There's a few different sections that that you can sit in, yeah. but all of them are pretty darn good seats. Yeah. So you're you're getting your money's worth, and you also get that uh, T-shirt as well as part of that package, um, and. I think we're planning some festivities pregame for some of those takeovers. Oh, yes. So uh, make sure to join us for that. We're going to have a blast out there for that. But um, back back to everything you were saying. And honestly, when it comes to the Arizona Diamondbacks and their pitching staff, like there there are a lot of encouraging things here. Uh, and, and so far, like we've said, prior, prior to these two games, we had said if we could get Merrill Kelly back on track, if we could get Zach Gallon with this team finding a way to win, they're, they're, they're going to look really good. Tonight wasn't the best example of that, obviously. But tonight, the Diamondbacks just went up against one of the best pitchers in baseball yeah. on one of his best nights that he's had so far uh, this season, right? So, like, you just, you're, you're going to run into that. Not every single night is going to be a win. Uh, however, you know, I, I think that the, the tonight showed that even in a pitcher's duel, all of a sudden things can fall apart because this game is not near was not nearly as as far uh, you know uh, of a of a, it's a lot of a closer than 7 to 1 it really was you. it really <laughs> was i mean it looks bad now but uh it was a pitcher's duel for most of the game and it was pretty exciting to watch now yeah Merrill was going toe to toe with Corbin Burns for 6 innings like that in itself yeah. is pretty dang impressive despite yeah. how this game ended and i don't want to be too reactionary about the bullpen because we were just singing their praises 24 hours ago this team or this bullpen was incredible the way that they came into that game after Zach Gallon left and just kind of effortlessly closed it out without any drama without any excitement they just yeah. did their thing and the game was over and it was a three nothing win and I was kind of shocked that that's how it ended right because again this this you know this Brewers team is pretty good I was expecting maybe a little bit more of a fight there at the end but I also think I'm just kind of predisposed to thinking the bullpen is going to blow it. So when when things kind of just ended, you know, kind of just routinely, I, I didn't really know what to think about that. I mean, <laughs> it just goes to show that this bullpen is much different than last year's. 
uh, it's still going to have its bad nights like tonight. Like, again, we've 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 blamed everybody tonight so far, <laughs> it feels like. But to be honest, had Merrill Kelly gotten through the seventh, uh, Miguel Castro wasn't very good. Uh, you know, you, you had a couple of runs given up here and there. And considering how good Corbin Burns was tonight, it, it didn't really matter. One one single run was going to be the difference maker in tonight's game with the Diamondbacks offense not being able to really do much. I'm not super yeah. concerned about it either, to be honest, because it was just Corbin Burns, I think, having a good night. I don't think this is like uh, uh, now now something new to panic about. One thing I am a little concerned about that I, I'm sure will resolve over time to some degree, but this is a pretty mind-blowing stat. Entering today, and I'm pretty sure it's still the same way after this game, the Diamondbacks had the lowest walk rate in baseball as an offense. And also entering today... Diamondbacks pitchers had the highest walk rate oh, in no. baseball. And today the D-backs walked five guys and they only drew one walk. So I'm pretty sure these yeah. stats are going to hold after this yeah. game, maybe even get worse than they already were. That's a problem. Uh, D-backs hitters have not been patient whatsoever this season. I know there was one game, I think it was against the Padres where they drew seven walks. Outside of that, the D-backs have walked like zero or one times. It's felt like in pretty much every single game, that they've played. Corbin Burns only had three innings tonight where he had to pitch, throw more than 10 pitches. That that's a problem. That's a big problem. I right? mean, he was pounding the strike zone. Like that part of that is just Corbin Burns is just outstanding today. But the season as a whole, the D-backs have, have a walk rate of 5.2%. League average is usually around eight or nine percent. So that's roughly half of the league average walk rate that the Diamondbacks have had this season. And they have some guys who haven't drawn a walk all season. Uh, Gabby Moreno, I don't believe has walked yet, although he did he have will, a good game. He will never walk. I swear to he, God, he is. Uh, he's he, a swing first he guy. Swings at every for day, sure. Uh, Corbin Carroll has also not drawn a walk <sighs> at this point in the season. I think Cattell has one walk. So there's some guys who you know you don't you don't want to go to the plate trying to walk. I'm not saying anyone should be doing right, that, but. Right. A little bit more of a disciplined, patient approach would would help, and, and would maybe have it's, helped today to try to drive up Corbin Burns' pitch count. A that, little bit. That's the bigger thing. The Diamondbacks have already seen the success they can have if they get against a team's bullpen. The Brewers have a very good bullpen. They so do. They're not. They're not exactly the Dodgers with the way the Diamondbacks were able to to kind of exploit that weakness from the Dodgers. But uh, they it was the same thing with the Dodgers. The Dodgers outwalk them. I think like. 20 to one or something crazy in that first four game series. Like the diamondbacks just have not been patient. And it's, and, and what it's translated over to is every single starting pitcher with the exception of maybe two looking like studs against this team. Like they're, they're allowing opposing starting pitchers to go deep into games with low pitch counts and, and allowing them to hang around and just not, not putting that pressure back on on the start on the starting pitcher right and i don't know i don't know what the answer is i think it's ironic because last year when the diamondbacks weren't doing very many things well drawing walks was the one thing they were incredible at they led the league for a considerable amount of the start of last season they in did. walks and they were walking like, way too much they honestly. were walking <laughs> too much they were being too patient because they were we we criticized the fact that they were just standing there with the bat on their shoulders you know yeah. far too often right um but the, Dim the Diamondbacks did have some visitors, and that was something that might get them pumped up. Uh, some guys that are headed to the playoffs themselves that might encourage the Diamondbacks to maybe try to do something similar. Phoenix Suns were in the house, and of course the big story was that Kevin Durant was not only there present wearing a bucket hat that looked extraordinary, <laughs> but he was also wearing a Corbin Carroll jersey, which got everybody 
everybody geeked up. I think there wasn't a, a single person uh, that wasn't excited about this within the organization, fans, teammates, everybody was excited about it. But uh, none, uh, nobody as excited about it as Corbin himself. When did you first realize he was over there wearing that? Um, someone said it in maybe like the third inning. So I gave it a peek. <laughs> what, was your <laughs> what was your reaction when you realized, yeah, he really is wearing my jersey? Uh, I just, it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever talked to him? Did you talk to him tonight? Uh, no, no, yeah. <laughs> a little surreal to see somebody like that wearing your jersey. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, literally, you know, seven-year-old Corbin, right, going and watching him and for, you know, him to be there, like, watching us, that was, that was pretty cool. Is it cool to see just a team here in the Valley kind of coming out and supporting you guys as well as a whole? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think um, Campaign was kind of the first one there, right? And, like, he's been awesome um, to us. And, uh, you know, I think we just yeah. we always appreciate that support and, you know, try and, try and reciprocate because they've got a very fun team as well. Tori, Tori loved this, by the way, and I, obviously Corbin loved it. Uh, Tori, by the way, doing the math back on it, uh, based on Corbin's age and going back to when he was seven, would have been the year that Kevin Durant was, in fact, drafted by the Seattle Sonics yep. before they moved to Oklahoma City. So uh, to think about young Corbin Carroll watching Kevin Durant and knowing it's kind of like Mikhail it's crazy. It's kind of like Mikhail Bridges getting traded for Kevin Durant, and then being asked who his favorite player growing up was. And it was also <laughs> Kevin Durant. <laughs> the other incredible part of this story that you you might have noticed in that video that Corbin Carroll is wearing a like a long sleeve Suns shirt, and he didn't just put that on after the game was over because to the game. because Kevin Durant was there. He literally wore that to the game. Yes, which is. Which is wild. I mean, what a, we've what seen Corbin odds? Carroll in the clubhouse a lot. I've never once seen him wearing nope. a Phoenix Suns nope. uh, shirt. So pretty, pretty insane how thing how the stars just kind of aligned yesterday <laughs> with Kevin Durant in the house. And then uh, Tori Lovello had had some things to say about the Suns showing up and the support that they had for this team. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. I didn't know that they were there until about the seventh inning. Um, and then I got a little starstruck myself. You know, I, I went over there to say hello to him before the game, uh, before I came back in, back in after the game. And uh, Campaign is a big fan. Uh, it looks like Katie's turning into a big Corbin Carroll fan. But I don't think there's anything cooler than that than, than you have one of the greatest basketball players of all time putting on your jersey. Uh, yeah. Uh, he, he, he finished that off with saying that never gets old. Tori also said he tried to make his way. Over to, over to KD, and he kind of got uh, into a conversation with Cam, and then he watched KD walk away. Uh, and, like, you almost, like, want, like no, come back. Well, it's because uh, he was recruiting campaign. He was Like, clearly the D-backs have Correct. a plan behind the scenes to, to to use campaign as a pinch runner of sorts late in games. I, I, mean, I don't know. It There's obviously gonna be a worked job out for, for Michael campaign. Jordan, right? It yeah, worked out for right, Michael Jordan, switching right. from basketball to baseball. So why not for campaign? Uh, I also love the fact that uh, Tori Lavallo – made it very clear in today's press conference that he is looking for an invite uh, to come shoot around <laughs> at the Suns. They asked him because the Diamondbacks tend to have a lot of guys come out from different teams, right? We've seen Cardinals players. We've seen Suns players, Coyotes players. They've all come out, take some BP. But, you know, like they were asking Tori, you know, like what what would he like to come out and shoot some jumpers? And he, he made it more than clear that they have not been invited, but he would love an invite. And then I think he said that his jumper was sick. 
which is pretty incredible. But uh, anyway, it's it's just uh, it's a lot of love going on, and I think right now it's a special time for sports here. Uh, the Diamondbacks are building on something, so it's it's a bit encouraging. It's it's a bit nice to have the guys that are you know are look are being looked at as the actual you know championship contenders here in the valley coming over yeah. and giving their support to another team that you know honestly nobody really knows how good this diamondbacks team can be that's the one thing exciting about them. i have i have so many questions about the situation honestly that i i can't really get answered myself uh maybe maybe we can get gerald borgay our Ooh, son's beat writer to, yeah. to go ask some Girth. questions about this i want to know like, did Kevin Durant know, like, how much does Kevin Durant know about the Diamondbacks? And does Kevin Durant know a lot about Corbin Carroll in particular? Or was it a situation where he was going to the game, he wanted to wear something, and he just, like, kind of asked someone, like, all right, which jersey, like, whose jersey should I wear? And someone else is like, hey, you should wear a Corbin Carroll jersey. I, I'm curious, like, how dialed in to the Arizona Diamondbacks is question. Kevin Durant? He literally was That's traded here. Question like a month ago i don't know how big of a baseball fan kevin durant even is put on your tinfoil hat there we uh, go go get espo's tinfoil hat <laughs> because this is related to espo espo showed up in the office the same day with a corbin carroll serpientis jersey interesting now i know it's not the same jersey that he was wearing because if i'm not are mistaken, we sure or, no Dur durant was wearing a black yeah, he was. It was jersey. black. Yeah, it wasn't the yeah. Serpientis uh, one. Yeah, I'm gonna say Espo had something to do with this. Ooh, I okay. don't know what. I don't know what role he played in it, <laughs> but it can't be coincidence. It can't be coincidence, Jesse, that Espo shows up here with a Corbin Carroll jersey the same day Kevin Durant does. The same day that my Kevin Durant jersey shows up in the mail to me feels like a conspiracy. There's a lot of there, there's a lot of things. A lot of things going on there. There's definitely a lot of loose ends to take care of there, but. Uh, I'll tell you one thing I'll take care. I'll take care of one loose end for you. And that is getting tickets to an Arizona diamondbacks game. Yes, we have the takeover and yes, we want you to come party with us, but we also know sometimes you can't make those kind of commitments. Sometimes you don't know where you're going to be, but maybe you find out on the day of the takeover game that you can go and you want to get tickets last minute. And of course the best place to do that is with our friends at game time. Uh, it is the, the place for last minute ticket deals and is the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Snag the tickets without stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use code PHNX and you will get $20 off your first, first purchase. In some cases that might pay for the entire damn ticket terms apply again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, and also, you want to have some friends uh fun fun with your family this uh summer which it's heating up it's getting here fast i know my daughter doesn't have a lot of days left in school uh, head out to octane raceway and mavericks there's so much fun to be had out there uh you can if, if you went to watch the so super mario brothers movie and you want to do the mario kart thing in real life octane race place raceway is a place to do it uh they have carts uh jacob for being as tall as he is i still don't understand why he was so good at that but jacob was very good at racing go-karts i'm just um, surprised when jacob is good at anything you know 
<laughs> do you want hold on do you want to say that again wearing these or no okay uh but anyway i love you jake just that just felt right let's go let uh, jacob take him to octane raceway and beat him in kart <laughs> racing uh they also have bowling and all sorts of other stuff great stuff to be uh had at mavericks all sorts of daily specials as well uh tomorrow winning wednesday half price arcade games all day so it's a great game great day to go out there they also have big bucket thursday 20 dollar beer buckets trivia night on friday and then saturday and sunday 50 percent off signature bowling before noon uh he still won't acknowledge my bowling win but i did beat him uh book some fun this spring at octane raceway and mavericks kart racing virtual reality laser tag axe throwing bowling arcade games great food and drink so much more uh you can watch all of the sports this summer at mavericks don't miss the nba playoffs uh over at mavericks and the trophy room grill and patio you can get a free ten dollar game card when you purchase an entree in the trophy room check out octaneraceway.com and mavericks.com to learn more um we did have some updates from around the league before we go i know we talk about the arizona diamondbacks quite a bit on this show kind of a thing we have to do but uh as i like to call them uh our, our sister team over there in tampa bay they're doing some good things jesse yeah uh they remain undefeated this season talk about excitement i can only imagine uh the team being uh undefeated they have tied the 2000 st louis cardinals for the most home runs through the first 11 games played and outscoring their opponents 83 to 20 so far my god not bad not, not bad. bad yeah they're plus 63 uh that's their run differential right now and no other team in baseball is higher than plus 27 it my appears god. so they've doubled up the next more than doubled up the next highest run differential in baseball i don't know if it fully counts when the teams you've played so far are the a's uh, the Detroit that. Tigers, don't do that. Don't, don't the Washington do that. Nationals, wow. and I think today it was the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, it's definitely no, uh, not no, not the best. Not eight games against the Dodgers and two yeah. games against the Padres. D-backs have had, tough. D-backs have had, I believe, the hardest schedule in baseball up to this point. So big difference there. But yeah, at the same time, I hate it when people are like. Oh, like we brush it off completely. It means nothing. Sure, they're playing such bad teams. Like anytime a team goes eleven and zero. And, and outscores their team by 63 to start the season, That that's that's pretty compelling. I don't care which team you're playing. Those are Major League Baseball teams. Correct. And the way this sport works, we've talked about it a lot, right? Like, if, if you're way better than the team you're playing, that doesn't mean you're going to sweep them every time, right? That's not really how baseball works. So any any kind of 11-0 stretch is, is incredibly impressive. And, and not just that, but, I mean, the Rays are doing it with a lot of home runs. They hit a lot of home runs, and they don't allow a lot of runs on their end. And, I mean, we were watching, you know, MLB Network, who kind of cuts in anytime a home run is hit in an, in an active game. And it, it, it felt like every time they were cutting away was back to the Rays game for another Rays home run. It's just kind of wild to me. Uh, 11, uh, they, they have 11 straight wins to start the year with 10 of those by four-plus runs. Yeah. MLB record 29 home runs in the first 11 games and a 32 inning scoreless streak with four shutouts. Now, yes, that's it is against teams that aren't, you know, aren't the best teams in baseball, but I am not going to for a second, like undercut that achievement because that is incredible. We talk about the Diamondbacks wanting to get on some sort of like role, you know, that's a role. That's a thing that makes you believe not only now, but potentially for the rest of the season that that you guys are really that good even if it is 
against lesser opponents, right? Yeah. Uh, but the Diamondbacks still uh, have had, you know, like we've said, we they've they've had their fair share of pretty good opposition, including these Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely have. I think according to baseball reference, they have like a little strength of schedule calculator thing. And they had the D-backs, at least entering today, as having the most difficult schedule by far in baseball. So uh, I know this game was was a bit of a downer, but seven and five to open the year is still incredible through through 12 games. Yep. And, and tomorrow you've got Dre Jameson on the mound against uh, Jansen Junk, uh, coming up from Such from AAA name. for the Brewers, so that game also became quite a bit more winnable than you know, with zero point seven nine ERA Brandon Woodruff out there on the mound for for Milwaukee. So, um, so yeah, I think I think you still got to be feeling pretty good if if you're the D backs. There are some teams in the National League that maybe aren't feeling so good though. No. Derek, uh, no. New York Mets come to mind. I'm not gonna. I don't think six and six is alarming. And they're not really hitting the ball. Uh, they have 46 runs over 12 games. That's under four runs per game. If you look at their lineup, honestly, it's not as formidable as kind of what I had in my head. Um, I guess I had Carlos Correa sort of uh, penciled in there at one point. Very true. And uh, him not being there is like, oh, yeah, that did happen, right? Carlos Correa doesn't play for the Mets. So, uh, so yeah, it's it's not... It's not as good of a team as maybe you would think it is based on how much money they spent over the offseason. Another team that spent some money this offseason, the Phillies, have not been very good. They've been actually quite bad. Yeah. Four and seven with a minus 14 run differential. Uh, but if you want to talk about good things for the Diamondbacks coming up, the Miami Marlins have been one of the worst teams in baseball. They're five uh, and seven, but their run differential is terrible. They've scored 38 runs and they've allowed 65 uh, through 12 games. So uh, things haven't been great for the Miami so Marlins. So keep putting Jazz on. on the cover of uh, MLB The Show. There you what, go. Is what I'm saying. I'm not at all petty and bitter about that. But uh, the Diamondbacks definitely have some you know, winnable games. Like things have changed. Imagine that. <laughs> things have changed, right? Because the St. Louis Cardinals, not very good this year, right now, at least. Their pitching yeah. has been quite bad uh, in the Marlins. So, like, some of the teams that the Diamondbacks kind of had on the schedule coming up that were going to be a bit, you know, of a headache for them, maybe not so much anymore, right? They still have the Padres before the end of this month, but once they kind of get out of the month of April, uh, then things actually. Get you know, pretty, kind of, pretty dang easy. Yeah, get get, get easy speaking. for them. Yeah, for 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 a while there. Uh, but who knows how this month uh, plays out? Jesse's already trying to figure out what the magic number is for me to dye my hair. <laughs> don't like that. I don't like that. He was doing way too much work into it. He was trying to calculate days and games and how close we are now. But uh, the other thing, Cat with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, she's <laughs> the, one of their PR people. Um, and I adore her, uh, but she just suggested that I dye my beard. And I don't know if I adore her so much now after that. I feel like <laughs> that was direct shots being fired at the whiteness of my beard. I know how gray my beard is. I know how gray have my you, hair have is. Have you looked at your, me at, at your beard in the mirror? The mirror I look recently, every single Derek. day, and I, it just grows more You might want to think about dyeing day. it any color See, at this point. That's the problem here. Uh, that's the problem. <laughs> 
I was a young, healthy man before I started this job, uh, before I started covering this team for PHNX. And now look at me. Look at what's happened to me working with Jesse Friedman. I'm withering away. I'm going to look 80 years old by midpoint of next season. And I don't even know how to stop you it. You did tweet this morning, for the record, about how happy you were and you weren't, I mean, and you weren't sure happiness why. Happiness is not so. connected to my uh, aging process that has sped up significantly ever since I started working with all of these young people here. <laughs> they all make me feel so old. And I think they're all making me older every single day. Oh, man. But uh, I love them. And I still stop at Circle K and buy uh, Jesse drinks and things when he needs. I make sure I take care of him. Circle K takes care of us. They make sure we have all that we need. Uh, but you can stock up uh, not only for baseball season, but for a big summer ahead at Circle K. They got their Polar Pops, which stay cold longer. Uh, they have iced coffee for just $1.89. Forget paying $5 for your iced coffee. Go get it for $1.89 at Circle K. Uh, Red Bulls and Monsters on sale. Uh, cheaper than you can get in most places. You also got 12 packs of beer for just $9.99. So make sure you're not missing out on all of this great stuff, including the snacks and the candy. Uh, head to CircleK.com slash store locator. That's CircleK.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. And you know where they are. They're all over the valley. Of course, also while you're at Circle K, grab our friends from Port Four Peaks Beer, uh, Four Peaks Brewing Company, local Arizona brewing company. Uh, great beer. Make sure that you get some wherever. They have a wide variety, but wherever you get your beer, make sure to grab some. Try their 8th Street Pub. Uh, it uh, They have uh, the best chicken tendies everywhere, of anywhere. And like we told you, they give you entirely too many chicken tenders but you can follow four peaks at four peaks brew on social media uh, you can also join us for the nfl draft on april 27th they will have nfl draft beer specials including three dollar red beer lagers uh pints three five dollar red beer lager pitchers and of course our usual phnx specials of our three dollar kilt lifters and wow pints the best place to take in the nfl draft on april 27th is at the four peaks a street pub with your favorite degenerates from phnx register for free in the link in our show notes to take advantage of those beer specials must be 21 years or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly well we got one more game in the series so we will be back tomorrow uh, with a post series wrap up and looking ahead at that next series with the marlins who have not been very good, uh, but you can follow us on Twitter in the meantime, uh, mostly just to yell at Jesse for jinxing Merrill Kelly. Uh, <laughs> I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Remember, I was not the one that tweeted that out. Uh, Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Remember, you're really waffling one. back and he forth one between defending me and attacking me. <laughs> Look, I'm defending you, but I'm also making sure blame is placed with the right person <laughs> on this set. It's not Damon. It's not me. So it only leaves one of us. But uh, you can follow that account at PHNX underscore d that gets us into all sorts of trouble. Of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Our producer, Damon, by the way, is at Damon Dog, D-A-W-G. Make sure to follow him as well. We thank you guys so much for being here, even after a loss. We love you guys. Jesse has his finger I, up. I, what have, you got? I have one thing to say. I did the math. Let's all go. Right? The D-backs have 17 games remaining in the month. They have to go 8 and 9 in order to finish uh, above 500 in the month of April. So we are eight Diamondbacks wins in April away from Derek Montia dying not only his hair purple, but potentially Jesse wants me to dye my beard, beard teal. teal. No, that's not happening. That second part's not happening. I, I'm gonna try my best to just back out of the purple as much as possible. But what if they're uh, what if instead of one game over 500, they're three games over 500? Would you do it then? 
I will see your three games over 500 and I will raise you five games over 500. Okay. For the teal beard. All right. That's, that's a little far fetched, but all right. All right. We'll I want to make him work for it. You make him <laughs> work for it. He makes you guys work for it. Now you want to no, no, you got to make the D-backs work for it. Uh, give them bulletin board material, whatever. I don't care. Uh, but of course, we thank you guys for being here on behalf of Jesse, Damon, and myself. We appreciate your time. We appreciate your love of the Arizona Diamondbacks. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when I have to dye my hair purple.